London, UK, the world. All right, let's get ready. It's lunchtime. Well, it's maybe a bit late lunch now, isn't it? We're going to have a bit of fun today. So, 30 seconds, 25 seconds. I will reveal all. But we've got to use our imagination today. No longer will we be combined by the physical constraints of our reality. We will see and check out the mad world of the sunken blimp. Eight, seven, six, five, four. Hello, everyone in the wide, wide world. I am Stephen Drew, and this is Thursday. I know I normally do this on a Wednesday, but we've got an extra special show, and we have to just see which way it goes. Nobody knows, and we always do these live and unscripted, and you can have add a comment at any point during the live stream. But today, we're going we're gonna to move out of our physical constraints. We're going to use our imagination and go on to a bit of a journey here. So I'm joined by a fantastic guest, all the way across the world, who's got up extra special to join us on lunch today. So I'm very <laughs> grateful. And can we have a round of applause for Matthias from Sunken Blem? How are you today? Hey, everyone. Uh, I'm doing great. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me here. Um, I, you know, I, I've seen the platform for such a long time. Like, uh, Well, actually, not a long time, short time. But I discovered it. I was amazed by all the conversations, everything that happened. So it's an honor to be here. Hey, that's very sweet of you. I suppose in like NFT, metaverse, digital architecture world, like a week or two, it's like dog years, right? It's like we've known each other for years in that sense. So so we were going to introduce Sunken Blimp in a second, but I've got one or two new upgrades on the podcast that I forgot to do. So I've got background music for us so we can enjoy a little bit of background music. And I thought we'd start the journey by teleporting. So we're going to go wild, right? We're going to go a bit deep. Now, I couldn't find a meme of a blimp, but a submarine. We kind of get there. Oh, we got, we got to make some. For sure. we gonna, we'll make some for next time. But maybe you <laughs> want to tell everyone a little bit about who you are and what your involvement is with Sunken Blimp. Of course, of course. So my name is Mateus. I'm originally from Brazil. Um, I grew up my whole life there. I was actually born in a family of architects, a, a nest of architects. Awesome. Oh, yeah, wow. My, my mom, dad, my grandparents, my sisters, my aunts. So <laughs> everyone wow. in architecture. Um, and that was not a pressure to join architecture. It was more like I, I was born into it. So I saw the beauty and the ugly part of it, right? Yeah. And uh, it spiked interest. So my my dream when in Brazil was to come to a university in the United States. And I eventually uh, got to come here and do my master's in architecture at Florida International University. Uh, Very cool. Studying, you know, traditional architecture. And during this process, I, I started getting interested in robotics, uh, participating in a couple of projects with robotic arms and parametric construction and architecture. Very cool. And, and then I started realizing that there's more to the traditional way of doing architecture, right? Right. Uh, the, the, the normal or traditional construction. Uh, so I started researching within that. And then towards my, my final year of school, I decided to take on this one professor for my thesis that his, his whole research, he's a theolo uh, theologist and everything that he researches is within artificial intelligence and machine learning and architecture um, and all of this, this field that is all specular in a way, you know, it's not really implemented into the field, but it, it's interesting, right? Yeah, and, yeah. And then I chose to do my one year research for my thesis on the intersection between architecture, neuroscience and artificial intelligence. Um, wow. And, you know, started developing this, this research on how to use memories to change the way we perceive the physical space. Um, right. So that was, you know, uh, a bit of, you know, starting from scratch because you learned for, for four years how to do, you know, plan sections, all of that. And now starting a whole research, you know, dealing with neurologists and, you know, talking to all of these people that are researching cognitive science. And 
And in a way, you know, this, this opened doors to a lot of interesting questions. You know, yeah. what if we can do things differently? What if we, we can merge different fields to change the way we live, right? Yeah, yeah. Very um, cool. And, and at that time, that was right after, you know, the, this was 2021, last year, in the beginning of the year, right? And during the pandemic, I started posting architectural things on, on social media because, you know, quarantine, you're bored. And Absolutely. Of course. So on TikTok, that's where I found, you know, that was a good stage to showcase those things, experimentations, you know, just yeah. uh, quick things. So I started posting, you know, the account started growing with architectural related content. And then when I was doing my thesis, I posted a video talking about this, this thesis idea, you know, accessing different dimensions, using memories to change architectural perception. And for some reason, the video kind of blew up, right? Wow. And this was two weeks before I actually presented the thesis. And the video was shared on Twitter, shared on Instagram, Facebook, and it reached a total amount in the different platforms of seven to eight million people that watched the video. Holy, about- I can't swear because it's like, yeah, holy, <laughs> right? That's a lot of views, surely. Yeah. And, and that that has a good and a bad side, right? A lot of people, mm. you know, came supporting the idea and a lot of people had a negative uh, commentary towards it in the sense of, oh, you don't know what you're doing. You're supposed to be doing a building, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. How, dare, how dare you challenge and all, and all that stuff. <laughs> Um, so at that time, you know, I, I kind of closed my eyes to social media. Let me just focus on the thesis. Um, and in the end, you know, even though there was some pressure, you know, I need to show and prove that I'm actually doing, um, you know, I've been doing research at the same time, it was interesting to see people from outside of the field, even outside of architecture and neuroscience, you know, their commentary, their reaction towards something like that. Um, I ended up, you know, finishing everything, uh, presenting the thesis to, um, you know, the the small jury, right? Because each professor has its own small jury. And yep. then one professor at the end selects one person to present again to the super jury, which is, you know, the, the entire school. And I was lucky enough to be, you know, chosen to present again to the entire um, class and the entire school, uh, which was, you know, nerve wracking at the time. Of course. Um, and then I presented again, and even though this wasn't typical architecture, I was uh, fortunate enough to receive the Super Jury Award at the end uh, for this research, which um, it was a, a huge achievement um, for myself. I'm very honored to receive that. And, and it was pretty exciting to see that even the school board, you know, the people voting for it saw that perhaps architecture could take different forms and different ways, different approaches, right? Yeah. Amazing. Um, yes. Um, I look, look, it's awesome. And uh, look, I'm going to give a round of applause for that. Now, I can't hear it, so hopefully it's played there. But you're going to have to be my, you're going to have to be my ears. And if there's any sounds coming on, let me know. Because the other week I did like tw- uh, five minutes of a 30 minute um, live stream and I sounded like Mickey Mouse. So hopefully that won't happen. If my voice starts sounding like that, let me know. Um, yeah, please. But it's interesting. So I actually saw that TikTok video a while ago, and I'm going to put a new, I'm going to try a new song on called Into Space while we talk. But I found your video because I was like looking at architecture NFTs, which I know is just one part of the sunken blimp. And you can go into that and your experimentation in a second. But that's where I was aware of you. And then I did a podcast with Renovi, which are building up to be the architecture marketplace for the metaverse and NFT. And I'm kind of curious in that space. So that has my curiosity. And as well, I know it has your curiosity. And he mentioned, so Adonis who runs it, he mentioned Sunken Blimp, okay? Mm -hmm. So I started looking on, and then I think I went on your Discord, which I think is that sound in the background there a second ago, right? The little blip, 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 blip. And Discord is kind of important in the in in these little mini communities. Don't worry about the sound, by the way. That's just me just teasing you slightly. And I've got I get people ringing me during the live stream, which can be even worse. 
But do you want to tell me a bit about then, because it's good to know your build-up, good to know your research and history. So what is all the sunken blimp about? And maybe it might be, if you want to start sharing your screen, you can. If not, I've got the website here. Maybe I can bring it up while you get some stuff ready. It's a bit of eye candy for us all to look at. Yes, of course. Uh, so the whole idea of Sunken Blimp is to be a vassal for this type of exploration, right? Uh, after yeah. graduation, I had to choose if I was going into a firm, you know, getting an internship. And then uh, because of the, the, you know, the range of how those, these ideas reached, um, it interested some people that were like, okay, maybe we should, you know, keep doing this research. Maybe we can, yeah, yeah. you know, put this into a, an entire project and, and lead it further. Um, so that's, you know, a bit of how Sunken Blem came to be. Um, my co-founder, um, uh, his name is Desal, he's actually uh, trained as a clinical neurologist. Wow, so, um, that's pretty special, isn't it? So it is a completely different, you know, completely different worlds, completely different fields. But we both in each of our fields thought perhaps there's something deeper in here and perhaps we can collaborate to, to do something that goes beyond, right? Love it. And, and that's the whole premise of Sunken Blimp, you know, questioning the way we're doing things and explore, explore within design, explore within sciences and, and technology. And, and within that basis, we've been doing, you know, many different projects, uh, dealing, you know, with a lot of how to merge virtual and physical worlds. And, and there's a lot of hype, right, let's say within that idea, you know, virtual and digital, uh, the so-called metaverse, NFTs, and uh, what is important to understand that these are only technologies, right? They technologies yeah. allow you to do something and it's what you do with them that really matter. Uh, the same thing that, you know, a hammer, you can be used for anything, right? You can, you can hurt someone or you can build a house, right? So um, within, within this uh, digital and physical, the idea is data, right? Information about who you are, Stephen, right now. There's yeah. already information flowing everywhere right? Uh, the whole thing that Google knows more about you than you do. You oh, know, yeah, I believe that. Exactly. Information is a thing. And it, it is, you know, right now traded digitally. Um, and yeah. we're, the way we live in physical spaces, most of the times are not connected to, you know, this information who you are. Mm. So the idea of personalization of spaces or personalizing how you experience something in the physical world, using information that belongs to you who you are that's something that is interesting because then that deals with this connection between physical and digital spaces that right now we don't have yet yeah uh, yeah example, right now we're using a piece of technology right the screen with this camera this microphone to be connected and that's something it's an appendix to the space we're in uh it it's almost like you know we have to designate a piece of our space to this technology to be in and thinking you know 15 20 years from now perhaps the way we live is more integrated within this technologies we've created to you know connect physical spaces you know uh, miami to london and that could be part of so called architecture which is in a way just the shelter we create uh, to inhabit and, and live really so i think that's the interesting question you know it's a different approach to architecture thinking about you know, it goes back to the primitive hut, you know, what are, what are your needs and the space around you need to fulfill those needs and our needs are changing and we have more building blocks. You think about the digital, we have now digital building blocks we can use within the physical space. Very interesting. I, a little bit differently, but you're right. At the same time, my needs are, because during the pandemic, like yourself, I also set up the architecture social, which has kind of evolved and it started out like a community and actually by nature, designing a community online is very different than in, in one sense of physical community. But also I tend to find, while I haven't done architecture for many years, the way I kind of approach that of looking at the needs, the movement, introducing things is a little bit like how I was taught in architecture and, 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 and you, things that you have to adapt. So for instance, there's less people currently on the forum, but there's more people on the website. But during the pandemic, everyone wanted a place to go. Everyone wanted to feel like part of a community because they're all in their own rooms. And, and to your point as well, like my webcam has got better 
because I started out with a little bit of a, a not so good one. And then you go up and up and up and you're right. I start tailoring the room for these environments. So I kind of understand what you say. And I think it's going to be a big, important part. And maybe uh, what would be interesting to get your thoughts. You mentioned earlier that sometimes you're, you know, you come across some passionate architectural professionals who don't agree with the way things are going. If it helps you, years ago, when I worked in recruitment, uh, I'd often work on BIM-centric roles and I would have sometimes get lambasted down the phone by people saying, I, why, why, why do I have to learn Revit? Why do I have to do this? And in the end, I think what you've got just got to do is just go, hey, you do what you want, but there's lots of people that are excited in this world and there's a lot of innovation here. So I know you were on a podcast, you spoke to Patrick Schumacher's RDs all in the metaverse. There's all these different kinds of metaverse. We've got the NFT architecture marketplaces coming out. So it's an exciting time, right? To get involved in this stuff, surely. Absolutely, absolutely. And there, there are amazing people out there that are also researching within these fields. And you mentioned, for example, Renovi, right? And uh, yeah. this whole idea of creating this marketplace, uh, I think it's, it's, it's brilliant and it's needed. Um, and, and the idea that this is a technology, right? And people see, oh, why own a JPEG, right? The whole, the whole screenshot. Oh, yeah. I've heard, I've heard that whole NFT thing. And like <laughs> on one, on one, um, one side, okay, maybe there's a point there, but you then you don't have to buy the NFT. You know, it's like, don't. If you don't want to get involved, then that's fine. But yeah. then, but then th this point misses on the whole idea that this is a technology that you know allows for digital things to be you know uh, transferred mm -hmm. in a way that we trust, right? It's a trustless actually a transaction because you don't need to trust the person, you don't need to believe it's actually written within the the metadata, right? The actual information that is clear, it's transparent. So in that sense, the same way that you believe. Uh, a pound, right? The I was going to say the US dollar, but in your case. You can do pounds, dollars, euros, it's all <laughs> yeah. good. You believe in money because it's a shared yeah. understanding that that's valuable. Now, once you, you have, if you don't have that digitally, then, you know, sharing, I'm going to use an example, sharing a Revit file, right? Then, yeah. you know, you receiving the Revit file and sharing it around, it just becomes... You know, it's almost, it feels like the black market, you know, because then you can ask for someone if they have libraries and, you know, it becomes this, you know, it's not organized. It, it doesn't have a structure to it. And the NFTs itself and the blockchain allow for this system of belief and trustless transactions within digital assets in a way. And it goes beyond that. There's so many things, okay? It's not only that. I'm not saying that NFTs are going to be used for sharing Revit files, but... It, it creates this whole new world of possibilities that allow for everything architects have been doing, for example, to have this other layer of contractual, you know, um, in a way, utilities. Yeah. Um, and I think that's extremely exciting. Well, that's the opportunity. I think if rather than focusing on perhaps maybe what is not working with the current situation. It's like, how can you add value to certain situations? So in terms of NFTs, what I'm looking at and exploring, and I know I've sent you one or two private stuff and, you know, I'm going to get some ideas soon, but with me, it's all about how can, because the architecture social, a lot of the work I've done is about careers, enabling careers, supporting people. Mm -hmm. And so if that's what I've done, maybe there's an NFT application there, right? But it has to work for people. It has to have um, a value to be useful. And I think that's the beautiful thing with NFTs is that there's loads of like rubbishy ones out there and they don't get noticed, but having something of value, it's the community which decides if it's valuable, right? So, I mean, that's probably another key word that we can talk about with Sunk and Blimp. So tell me, it's because it's not just yourself. You mentioned it's a co-founder and I've, I'm in your Discord group and I'm going to put the link up here where people can go onto your website and they can also check out there and then they can find the Discord mm -hmm. community and so forth. But do you want to tell me a little bit about the people that you've kind of met and what you're, you're experimenting with at the moment, maybe what collaborations have come out of it so far? Yes, of course. Um, so there are, of course, different <laughs> 
fronts of Sunk and Blimp, right? Different projects we're working on. Um, the first one we actually started exploring with um, is actually in agriculture, which is something that oh, wow. <laughs> I was not expecting. But um, And the whole premise was to use digital um, fabrication and digital design to come up with a solution for uh, the problem of land scarcity in Southeast Asia, specifically wow. Sri Lanka. So there's not a lot of land for agriculture and that you know makes products be a higher cost and et cetera. And the whole premise was to, what if we can create a design for a, a hydroponic system that is more yeah. efficient and we can produce more and that has many questions, right? So we started collaborating with hydroponic specialists and an engineer wow. uh, to actually come up with this, you know, different variations of the design and optimize it. And what we were designing is a, it's a hydroponic system for, for farming that uses yeah. bamboo for the structure and 3D printed bioplastics. So Amazing. In that sense, it's a carbon negative project because it's taking CO2 out of the atmosphere for the actual construction. Um, Great. And I'm going to bring up a video of some of the cool stuff you've done. I don't know whether this was the exact project. That you um, yeah. So this, uh, this video is super, I think it's, it's cool, right? <laughs> because we decided to show a roadmap and everything we're doing within Sunken Blimp in a, in a 3D space. Instead of showcasing that, you know, in 2D, uh, if the whole idea is spatializing information, then let's present about it in 3D. And this mm. is the... Well, one of the variations of the greenhouse uh, with the bamboo and 3D printed bioplastics. Um, and the idea is that within Sunken Blimp, we're going to prototype and build some of these ideas, right, in physical land. So it's this combination of collaborating. Oh, there you are. Community. Look at you. There yeah. you go. Of course. And that's the whole idea of the what we call the sanctuary is physical land that we're looking into uh, where we're going to do all these prototypes. So we're going to parcel it out into different sections and then each section will be to build and prototype a, a new idea that deals with, you know, sustainable farming or affordable housing, um, carbon negative housing, you know, that takes CO2 out of the atmosphere. Oh, cool. Prototype all of these things. Well, you're and very, you're very organized because I don't even, I haven't even done my roadmap yet. <laughs> huh? uh, so, yeah, that's me in the elevator, right? In this platform thing. And then we talk about, you know, the entire project. Uh, like the hall pass, that's the NFT that we are creating. So, ah, got so it. an NFT that gives you access um, and it gives you many things like the gear door. The gear door is a physical product that comes with the NFT. Uh, as How a cool gift. is this video? <laughs> and it allows you to open a door handle. Um, so that's, you know, just a gift saying, hey, we can change the way we, we do things, the way we live. Um and and the the whole idea with this NFT is that it will give you access to also the sanctuary and the community. So you could present a project that could be prototyped and built in the physical land. If you, Stephen, you have one of these and you, you participate in the contest and your idea is chosen, it means I've seen that this. Yeah. And that's the stage. <laughs> that's I the love stage. the stage. We What's the platform that you're gonna put it on? Uh, we already have it. We had the inauguration this Tuesday, two days ago. Oh, man, I'm late. I need to go see it. Was it good? Come next Tuesday. We're going to have an event to talk about the greenhouse. All right. I'll come to the Tuesday one. I've got it. What time is it in the U.S.? Uh, that's going to be 12, I believe, 12 a, a p.m. Okay. noon east. Oh, it's not bad then. Yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah, that's, so, that's the time that kind of works for a lot of... Yeah, us, us Brits can like still get there, you know, they can pop up then, right? That's cool. Yes, of course. Uh, and then we're going to have a fidgetal party afterwards. Uh, so it's going to be a physical party and people can join through digital spaces. Uh, and then these contests, right? So the contest, you know, if your idea is chosen, it's going to get built and prototyped. So our idea for expanding this after the second NFT launch is to actually build physical labs with robotic arms, 3D printers, uh, concrete 3D printers that you can access through these virtual labs. So imagine being in a virtual space that you actually have access to these tools and you can start prototyping ideas anywhere. You know, maybe the physical lab is in Utah, United States, but you can, you know, in your VR headset or in a physical space, control those machines and start prototyping ideas. And that's the idea of decentralizing in a way, architectural progress 
and creating this you know platform that ideas can ideas I love can it. anywhere and anyone should have access to to creating ideas right and executing ideas I love it. I'm going to give you a breather, but I'm going to load that up because well done. I've got to give you a round of applause because I just noticed that during um, <laughs> during the video, you were talking about it and I got you to talk about it again. So there's a bit of inception, a set inception there. No, I, think, I, I think that's better than just showing the video with the voice there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it looks so, so cool. So, and I think the video really helps it. So there's lots of stuff coming. There's lots of things on the roadmap. And I think that actually if people want to get a flavor for all of this stuff, um, NFTs, Metaverse, exciting projects, how architecture gets involved, they've got to kind of go on the bit of their adventure because it's not just about what you think about Sunken Blimp or I think it's about people and what it means to them and them getting involved, right? So, I mean, I put the, the link down there, but you want to tell us, briefly about their um, Discord community. Um, yeah, of course. Um, so we opened up this community to, you know, start gathering people that are curious. Um, yeah. And that's that's why the very first thing that we did to open the community, instead of sharing the link on social media, like come to the community, um, we actually printed um, a couple hundred of ping pong balls. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Oh, I think I've got a video. I've got a video of this somewhere. Um, so the idea was let's spread ping pong balls on some of the major cities in the United States. And, and we focus on the United States for, you know, logistics reasons. But we we spread ping pong balls in New York, Los Angeles, Denver, Colorado, uh, Texas, in, in Austin, Texas, you know, uh, uh, Miami, Tampa, San Petersburg, a bunch of these large cities, Chicago. Um, and the idea was if someone was curious enough to scan a random ping pong ball they found on the street, perhaps yeah. it would be the type of curious that would be interested in what we're doing. Yeah, there you go. So, there they are. That's, <laughs> oh, I never got one, but I'm a bit far. I think that's such a cool idea. Now, also, a little rumor told me, well, I think it was you, um, that people were uh, trying to um, glitch the system, right, on the ping pongs. Is yeah. that correct? Yes, because recently we started uh, developing some uh, augmented reality filters that you can see information by scanning the ping pong ball and then you're seeing the 3D going around the ball. And then some people on Instagram, they actually use the picture, people, you know? the picture of the ping pong ball to actually do the filter and it worked. And I mean, there's no problems with that, right? Because, you know, it shows that some people are curious and they, they want to see this information too, right? Um, yeah. But we're doing that to, to say everyone that has a ping pong ball, that's also a communication tool, right? Now you can see some updates about Sunken Blimp in 3D flying around the, the ball. Uh, and that's what we're interested in, you know, the connection between physical and digital, which is not new, but what are the possibilities within that? Well, let me tell you, if I was still, when I was studying architecture, I used to have, um, and I went to Manchester, so this is 2012. So you know, you've got to give me a chance, but I had, um, I had the connect. Do you remember the connect came out and were all, everyone was hacking the connect. It was not quite as advanced today, but it was, that was the cool I idea. Have one. I have one. Oh, you have way. one. Let's yeah. bring it. Yeah. Yeah. They, they were really cool. And then I wrote my thesis and I wasn't the best at writing theses. Okay. I think I got like a, a C plus which isn't the best grade because I was more into the design and I'm a talker. I'm good at pitching. I'm not really good at writing long, long stuff. Right. But I wrote it on virtual reality and twin motion was just around coming around the corner and they were looking for investment. And I was like, Oh my God, this is the future. And everyone was like, whatever, some architectural stuff. But I, I really enjoyed writing about that. And it's really interesting seeing VR, AR getting more and more and more powerful as kind of gaming technology gets powerful as well. Because I do think there is that link between, I mean, it's a massive industry. We all used to play Grand Theft Auto. I played it. You know, they hire architects as well, Grand Theft Auto. But with what, where I'm getting that is the more graphics processing power, the more computers are getting more advanced, the more AI is getting interesting, all this computing power, then surely the stuff like you were talking about is getting more advanced, isn't it? Oh, I'll bring you back. So this is like a recent example then. I'll go back a little bit of 
scanning rooms and the room shit, which is another like mind explosion kind of conceptual project. I love it. What, do you want to tell me about the room ship? Uh, yes. So that's the idea of the virtual community that we're we're developing. So oh, cool. Discord is the community, the place we're housing the community right now. But the idea is that people would be able to interact and access these things, like the, the virtual lab or the stage through their physical rooms. So once you scan your room and you upload mm. it as like a digital twin, you can then fly around and through these projected windows, you're seeing the outside world well, the outside virtual world. So imagine you're flying around and then you can dock, right? We call it docking because you can park your room and then you can change the environment <laughs> you're through the window. So, you know, it's I love it. bringing physical and digital. And you can see this is an example how it tracks your perspective using yeah. uh, uh, machine vision. So it's the these digital windows are able to follow you and mimic the actual perspective, how you would be perceiving if that was a real window. Uh, this is some, you know, some progress designs for the stage. Uh, and yeah. this is a, a bit outdated, the actual stage that is open right now. And anyone can join the stage, by the way. Have you have you upgraded the stage? But it's still in Spatial, is that right? Yes, yes. We, okay. we have a collaboration with Spatial. So the, the first version of the stage is there. Uh, which okay. is open, anyone can can go use it, right? That's a space for the community to actually present, have events, have conversations. We have oh, a wait. bunch of events coming up already planned. Uh, and that's where we're going to do the competitions. So presenting the competitions to actually build in the physical sanctuary. I love Spatial. You will laugh. I've actually paid for a Spatial server and on the social, one or two people are interested because I've been busy. I haven't had much time. So, oh my God, I need to learn about Spatial. Maybe you can give me, give me some tips. Um, I haven't quite got a cool stage yet. It's the template they give. No, but, of but maybe it can... That well, that's kind of cool, right? Because that was the whole point. You got all these different worlds on the platform. I thought let's bring actually spatial up. Spatial, you should promote. You should sponsor oh, uh, me, me and Sunken Blimp right now because <laughs> yeah. we're bringing it up for free. But I want to, I want to quickly show it because I quite like spatial. And spatial, I'm going to bring up your website. Don't sue me. Um, or give me a copyright claim. But I thought spatial is really, really, really cool. Um, now. Some people say, uh, oh, I've been playing Second Life since 2012. And look, I've played The Sims. I'm the biggest geek you go. And I was in World of Warcraft in 2004. <laughs> but what I like about Spatial is, in my opinion, it's super accessible that my mum on her mobile can go on there. And I love my mum to bits. She's amazing. She's not very good on computers. <laughs> but she can go on Spatial. And that's, I think, really important accessibility in these platforms. I mean, how do you feel about it actually? Oh, it, it, it's fantastic. And they have a really good community as well. Uh, I had the chance of talking a lot with uh, Jake from Spatial and yeah. they, they have a, an amazing support, an amazing team of people. Um, and like you mentioned, it's it's easy, right? It's accessible. Uh, so and that's, easy. that's a really important thing when it comes to all of these things, you know, the, the whole accessibility, right? And, and you, yeah, you laugh at how empty this is, look. Oh my goodness. I think <laughs> I'm crashing oh, my live your... stream. <laughs> this is your 3D space. Yeah, it's not loaded though. And then it, it like made the live stream jank. There's, not, there's nothing in there. So I've got to do something in there, but it's kind of cool. Oh, I know what's happening. So I'm going to cancel it because what it was asking was for my microphone and I wouldn't want it to override here, but you can still hear me, right? Oh yeah, I can. Okay, cool. So I'll do that next time, but how you've seen how blank that is and we'll get up your awesome one now, which is like what the, the finished polished product. So, well, that's inspiring. If you've got that setup, I'm going to bring it up. Yeah, now. And the interesting thing is that you can also design your own space. Right. And yeah. it's very easy to actually upload and, and use your own space. Um, and and what, what's actually interesting about this is the actual uh, requirements you need for virtual architecture. Right. In, in the yeah. physical world, if you're an architect building, you're going to have I don't know if you can hear the dogs. I apologize. Don't worry. I love dogs. I got my own dog. What dog <laughs> have you got quickly? I have two Jack Russells. Oh, my gosh. Jack Russells. I love them, but they're crazy dogs, right? Yeah, like. 
<laughs> I've what I my my old like auntie used to have a Jack Russell and stuff. Used to like scratch and go on my you know her yeah. head and stuff. They're, they're too quite scary. fun. They scare me sometimes. <laughs> they're emotional and they're smart. <laughs> Hey, yeah, it's a that's deadly combo. But yeah. uh, look, I'm I'm interrupting your sanctuary and roomship talking about dogs. Um, oh, no, look, no, it, no. It, it looks cool. It looks so cool. And so you've got an amazing spatial stage, basically, haven't you? So you can everyone can hang out, right? Everyone, how do they find? Yeah. How do they find that? Is it on your website? Uh, yeah. So well, in our Discord, we have the link there, um, and in the website. Uh, we are updating ah, the link now, but Tron is helping us. There, there you go. go. So there is a there is a link on LinkedIn, so you can check in the comments and you can click his link. So that's awesome. Well, awesome. there you go. I gotta save that. It's a bit hard for me to type it out right now, but after this, I will save it. Check out that comment there, people. As well, just before, if you'd like to put a little comment or you want to ask any questions. To the sun complete maybe for the next 10 minutes send a message through and if not and you want to enjoy the eye candy that's <laughs> fine too but um oh yeah the right now and, uh, well what i was mentioning something that is interesting to talk about especially if people are coming in from architecture right and they're used to yeah. building buildings um, when you're building a physical building you're going to have some requirements regarding you know from ada accessibility well you know, accessibility in general to um, the budget itself. It regulates and determines some yeah. decisions. Um, there's not no such thing in the metaverse in that sense with the, the for example, the, the building could be completely made of gold, right? In the virtual. Yeah. So budget doesn't really play a role. However, there are new requirements that are completely different. And people within the gaming, game design world have known for a very long time that the new budget is the poly count, right? The amount of oh, trying. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. All of that plays a role because then the, that determines the experience in there. Uh, you know, if it goes above a limit, you cannot upload at all. But at the same time, if it gets too heavy, you know, it starts lagging. People don't have the same experience. So yeah. now, how do you design something that is still, you know, you can still have some freedom. You can still do what you want to do, and if you want to do beautiful curves and reflection and detailed materials and still function within this without being a bad experience. So that's a whole other conversation, right? That, you know, yeah. uh, we, we're starting to learn and experiment with all of that now, but we didn't have that before in physical architecture. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a whole, it's a whole different set of rules, isn't exactly. it? And, and I think where it can, uh, you're right. Maybe that's another topic we can return to because quite a poignant and pointy, um, topic is the role of the architect in the metaverse and sneak preview. And this is just my thoughts is that I think it's massively valuable, but as you say as well, in theory, there's lots of people that can totally design these worlds and they don't need to have the legal title of an architect um, in the UK or the US. So it'll be very interesting to see how that materializes. And like you said, and I, I think this is space for both because in my head, there's so many awesome skills that an architect has, like the way you can design areas, the way that you can design, like the way you design the stage, but equally a game designer, they're going to know those polygon counts. They're going to know all them quick tricks to make that immersive experience so it will be interesting to see which way it goes yes and that's why i think collaboration within both worlds is interesting yeah uh, because it's not a competition it's not we should we shouldn't be oh we architects need to take command of that and go beyond what game designers are doing i think there's you know both industries have really good assets and what i think is very interesting about architects being part of this is because we are trained in creating spaces right? Yep. Architecture is, you know, dumbing it down or bringing to a very simple way of viewing it. It is the, the art of shaping the void, right? Because void has always been here and we shape it with materials and objects and, you know, layouts and all. So that is the beauty of it. We, we are trained how to make people feel a certain way in a constructed space. So we can yeah. bring that idea into this spatial experiences uh, into this virtual world. And I think that's, that's amazing. You know, that's what we should do. Yeah. Well, well, exactly. And if anyone saw during my, um, my botched attempt to bring up spatial, 
I haven't done an architecture social one. So there's a good opening for anyone in the community that wants to put their stuff and maybe there can be like a virtual plaque and QR code, which goes back to them and maybe they get a job out of it. That would be totally cool. Or, and, and I guess, cause it's on the architecture social, social space, it can look a bit fudged or whatever, because it's just me. I don't care. As long as people are having fun, I don't, I don't really mind, but I tell you what, we have a bit of fun here cause we're at the 40 minute mark. Um, if anyone has a question, they can do, that's fine. I think a lot of people are just probably enjoying it. And there's a lot to take in, especially if you haven't gone into this world. You know, you're sitting at work and then you learn about the vessel and the room view. And and so maybe it's a bit to digest and that's totally cool too. But how about this? We'll flip it around live. Um, so we didn't have a chance to prepare before, which is great because um, I'm going to give you the opportunity to ask you any, uh, you can ask me any questions that you would like to ask, if there are any at all, live, the first time. Well, <laughs> I know I have one. Oh, go on. Um, I know that, you know, you, you within Architecture Social, uh, you, it's, it's a good platform for job, um, job research and connecting, you know, employers mm -hmm. with employees and, yep. you know, connecting people within the industry. And I would like to ask, what is your opinion from this side of, you know, seeing the jobs going back and forth? How much do you think in five to 10 years, the industry in architecture, you know, do you see in five to 10 years, the jobs in architecture social are going to be split between physical and non-physical architecture uses? I'd, I'd, I'd love that. Um, I predict it'll be like 10 to 20% digital. Um, I'm trying to create a home on there because I think just by being open to it, then it would be nice if there's a digital part of the community. So just to bring a bit of clarity to why I give you the answer at 10 to 20%. So when I got into recruitment in 2014, because I was um, a part two architectural assistant, so that's not qualified um, uh, in, in the UK for any of our international our listeners, but I then went into recruitment and, and I thought because I knew Rhino and Grasshopper and I really believed in parametrics and digital fabrication, I was like, this is the future, right? So maybe I can do that in recruitment. And um, while a lot of my clients appreciated, I know, knew that, there wasn't like a huge appetite in these companies to advertise these roles. It was one or two and I would work on them and my inner geek would just absolutely love it. However, the mass market on jobs tended to be for architects. But then you saw the evolution on Revit became what I think now is in the UK. So BIM, I should rephrase, is just like pretty mandatory in the UK for like 90% of jobs. And if people choose not to do it, then there's about 10 to 20% of jobs that I normally recruit for with that skill set. It's not saying there's not any CAD jobs out there, but you have to remember why a company comes to a recruiter is because they can't find that skill set. There's loads of people with CAD, which is why it's not, why would you pay a recruiter to find you there? But that's where it gets really interesting is that I think that there will be a tipping point in the industry where these things get adapted. So it was interesting. Again, I'm talking about SRD, but they're a well-known company. And then they did a NFT exhibition online. So that, in my opinion, while it's at the design um, high-end, you know, big profitable company, it's an example of the mainstream architecture companies adopting these skills. And I think that the more and more companies do that, um, the more and more we will see jobs. And then when that happens and there's a need and no one knows where to look, then maybe that's where the architecture social fills that need. Um, I would like the architecture social as well. To There's an element of um, people can do what they want with it because I pay for it. And so with that, um, what's the Spider-Man quote? Great power, great responsibility. Well, it's more like I pay the bills, so do what you want. And so there's a freedom with there that if anyone is out there, you can totally do what you want on the architecture social. The thing is, though, I, it's just me right now. I don't have time to do all these cool projects. I don't have time to do spatial. Um, and I, I, if people want to get involved, I will give them the keys to the kingdom. But what am I involved and what pays the bills in the architecture social is um, what I do in, in recruitment. And 
Um, on the back of that, that's where all the information about getting jobs mm -hmm. um, comes from. So I guess that's what I'm trying to say is um, I will definitely push it in that area. Um, it, but to evolve in different ways, people have to get involved. And I'm sure, as you know, um, everyone has good intentions, but we all get busy yeah. in our lives. So it's very hard for people to do projects, and I don't expect them to do it. Um, I will not pressurize people into doing something they don't have time to do. So either way, it's fine. Long answer. Hope it gives you an idea of my brain of where I'm at. And to go back to your last point to summarize, I think yeah. that it will happen, but it'll be 10 to 20% take up a digital. Yeah, because it follows the market. So if the market switches to ad adapt that way more, so it follows that. Yeah, well, and put it this way, like the old school recruitment, it's like any like tech company or experimentation, just because I, cause I'm passionate about it. I'll do that Google thing. It'll go like 20% of my time will go on cool projects. Now, I might not make any money from that, but that's cool because that's what the other part does, the, the interesting bit. But, you know, you just like this. It's a big, fat question mark. And I think that you have to be prepared to fail. Like, there's a lot of stuff on the architecture social which hasn't worked, and that's okay because I'm learning. But it evolves, and people's behavior changes all the time. And that's okay, too. Absolutely. And uh, I think I think it's interesting to see where with where we were as like an industry. Like think of architecture uh, in early two thousands, mm. and now it's insane how much has changed already. Um, yeah. And if you think the disruption, you know, from having an office filled with drafters, right, um, and everyone, you know, doing all of these things, and the adaption of the computers, which you know disrupted sizes now now let's say big companies doing huge buildings yeah. now they can have you know 10 people in their office and and during the pandemic we saw that we don't even need a physical office now it's those 10 people can be in different parts of the world well that's the most disruptive thing because as you highlighted since 2000 to 2020 there was a slow uptake of you know more and more computers and Maybe people can work a little bit remote, but not much because in architecture, you need to be in the office. And then the pandemic came along and it completely obliterated that viewpoint um, in a matter of weeks and months, which in one sense, I think while the pandemic's awful and I know people have suffered, the one interesting bit about the pandemic is that it smashed that mindset and that you can actually work remote. And you can do hybrid work. And now it's a new challenge because I think people kind of want to go to the office, yeah, but people absolutely. want the flexibility. But actually, I think that really helps with projects like this in architecture because the digital and the physical makes more sense than ever, in my opinion. Yeah. And I think also what, what really helps with that and something that is really interesting is that if you are working remote, now you don't need to have someone that is, you know, within the same city that all went to the same university. Now the team can be composed of people from all over the world because it's the exactly. same connection. So now you're having people in your team that have different mentalities, different approach to certain problems because, you know, culture is different. Even like native language might be different. So their way of thinking is, you know, with other vocabulary in a way. So thought becomes different as well. And totally. I think that makes a project or a team so much richer. Um, we, we have now the experience at Sunken Blimp, we have people uh, working with us that are from uh, Colombia, Argentina, Venezuela, Sri Lanka, you know. So it's it's such a, a, a range of approaches that I think it's very rich um, to, to, you know, problem solving and thinking and creating, creating, creating in general, creating. I I, I I agree with you, and let um, me just say this one example. So, um, I work with one company that purely works remote, and they're a BIM company. They're a cool BIM company. Let me tell you, people throw themselves at this role because it's purely remote. They're like throw themselves at it, and I kind of understand because a purely remote role where you get financially paid and that you not expected to go in is it's it's amazing and you wouldn't have seen that really five years ago so that's a kind of cool area with those digital and bim companies as well and i think everyone has their eye 
on the metaverse and and how it will go. I I can understand why sometimes people get fed up with the word metaverse because mm-hmm. it does get chucked around everywhere and yeah. everything's a metaverse and I totally get the fatigue. But if you can get past that and think about what you want to do in the digital world, it gets really interesting. Um so, I mean, what I was thinking now is that it could be a nice segue if you're happy with it. We'll bring up the website again. You can tell us if this conversation has resonated with anyone in the audience and they like want to find out what's going on or anything like that. How do they get in contact with you? Yes, of course. So if you check on the website, uh, we have there further explanation on what we're doing as well as the links to our social media with more of the experiments we're doing, the physical and digital experiments. Um, and and then you can join our Discord. So, oh, yeah. That's, and, that's uh, down here underneath yeah. the... Let me get rid of the banner one sec. So down here, you've got all the cool links to all this stuff, right? Yes, don't so be scared please. of Discord if anyone... You don't have to be a gamer to use it. We kind of smashed that mentality, right? So don't worry about thinking, oh, my gosh. Am I not cool enough for all that stuff? Everyone's welcome on Discord, right? Yes, and that's the whole idea. You know, that's where the community is right now. So the entire team is there. We are, you know, talking and giving all of the the announcements, all of the events we're hosting. It goes there first. So um, yeah, you know, if you're interested in you know learning more about this and joining this this project and joining Sunken Blimp. Um, Join our Discord and we'll we'll go from there and we'll we'll meet there. <laughs> Amazing. So on that note, I'm gonna clap now. Thank you for joining me. I really appreciate it. I'm gonna end the live stream, but stay on the stay on the line one second. Thank you everyone for the live stream. It's been great. Please reach out and check out the sunken blimp. And I will probably see you next week. I've got one or two burning topics, probably a little bit more focused on uh recruitment right now that will help you get a job in the industry but every now and then you need to kind of take a bit of a journey and i think sunken blimp is exactly the inspiration we need right now so check it out and i will end the live stream here thank you so much all right fly deep (laughs) yeah fly deep take care everyone